New Life family. So good to see everyone this morning. Thank you. Amen. Hugs are welcome at New Life because Jesus likes hugging us. And we found out years ago that he likes to hug through us. Amen. And we want to make sure Jesus is the one doing the hugging. Right? Amen. In this world, the enemy would like to hug through us as well. His hugs are uniquely interesting. Don't let your mind go too wild. But uh, the Lord is able to do what he loves to do best when we become his hands and feet. Amen. He can't accomplish his purpose without available vessels. His temple. Ah, know ye not that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. That was a question. Don't you know who you are? Amen. Allow him to glorify himself through us. Amen. Walking in his glory is something that he designed everyone to do. Amen. And so he, we can do that because he paid our debt off, opened the door wide open. Amen. If you feel like you're in a jail cell, check the door. It's not really locked. You can walk out. Amen. And so he opened it up for you and I to come unto him, amen, to come and embrace his love for us. We, we make a choice to embrace that, amen, to receive it. And so today we're going to be talking about being Jesus to others, being Jesus to others. And you might be saying right now in your mind, well, amen, I, I need somebody to be Jesus to me right now. I understand the feeling. I understand the challenges of this world. But, amen, for you to be able to be fulfilled, amen, I, we heard it Sunday. Jesus stops for the one, right? And subsequently, the reason that I've experienced the presence of God in my life and the love of God is because someone else experienced it and was willing to share the good news to me. Amen. And because they were empowered by his spirit, they came and gave that good news to me because they had compassion through that spirit and courage through that. Isn't that what we learned last week? Amen. That we, we have compassion and we have courage so that the spirit of God can do his will. And so he purchased us when we were in debt to sin and to the lies of the enemy. And, and ladies and gentlemen, I know how to feel guilty. I know how to feel shame. I know how to feel all the dark things of our world. And we've all been touched by it, and every one of us have scars and we got spooky stories, and we all have stuff we'd like to keep in the closet, right? Everybody, even the one that appears to be good and righteous, they too have a story, if they're going to be honest, of God delivering them as well. Amen? And so the good news today is 
the Lord started something and he's going to finish it. So uh, we all say Jesus loves everyone, right? We, we all say that, don't we? Jesus loves everyone. However, if Jesus loves everyone, what would happen inside of us if we found out that Jesus truly loved us? What would happen if I found out that Jesus truly loved me? Oh, you see how the enemy will play you? He'll get you thinking about how much Jesus loves everybody. And for some reason, he'll convince you to exclude yourself from everybody. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And he'll, just a little leaven, a little bit of lying, leavens the whole lump, don't it? Amen. I like cooking, so I understand all that stuff. And I got some leaven. A little bit of food goes a long ways. Amen. What would happen if you found out that God actually loves you? What's the potential behind you finding that truth out? And so I want to just take a few moments today and just encourage everybody about how precious you are. Paul found out after being schooled by the best and becoming a Pharisee of Pharisees, he had all the certificates and the diplomas and the master degrees, and he had arrived. He was second to none in that category, and he even wrote it down and vocalized it. But, and, uh, but he's coming to Corinth, and he came trembling to them, recognizing that his temptation to come with enticing words of men's wisdom was real. But he found out that Jesus loved him. And it took all that away because of an experience of God's love. And what we need in the church today is an experience of God's love. In the church world, let me say it like that, there's many professed believers that doubt God even cares about them. They will say they believe, but the evidence that they're a believer is not there. Pay attention. This is so important for us to catch today. Amen. Because I found out that when I stand before God, it was because if I'm saved, he died for me. I, the fact that I believe that I'm saved is not true. Yet I realize that I'm, I believed and because I believed I'm saved. Don't want to be confusing here. When you stand before daddy at the last day, it won't be because you did anything that saved you. It's because he died for you that saves you. And so I choose today to believe that he saved me. And in believing that he gave his life on the level that he gave it, he gave everything. He comes to me 
and I experience him. And that increases my faith in the fact that he died for me. And because of an experience of God's presence, I have this compassion for the next person and this boldness to not just have this zeal to see you. I'm going to tell you how good daddy has been to me. What am I talking about? I experienced his presence and I embraced him back. Amen. And my faith grew. And what pleases God is faith. Not that anyone is gifted. Not that anyone has a degree or they've accomplished some special thing in the earth according to man's lens. That doesn't move God. Amen. What moves him is that I become available to him. And I let him do what he wants to do in my life to validate me and confirm me, amen, to affirm me and to help me know who I am in him. If I can catch that, anything can happen. Is anybody tracking? And out of his love come forth the kingdom, and these signs follow them that believe. Amen. I used to think that believing was if you think hard enough. Just keep think hard enough. God will manifest. Hmm? Quote the scripture more times. Just quick, quick. The more you quote it, the more it's going to happen. Anybody ever thought like that before? And and what you and I don't realize we're we're trying to work for it. We're trying to get affirmed based on our ability to be a good boy and a good girl. And the enemy loves that. And he'll go to church and help you think like that while the preacher's preaching. And it's always a preacher preaching when you're doing it. But if you ever let Jesus preach, if you ever let Jesus speak, and if you ever tune your ears in to hear what the Spirit is saying, you won't hear Dwayne Lowe today. What you'll hear is your daddy talking to you. And life comes and flows through you. Amen. We're talking about living in his glory, which simply is being Jesus to others. Amen. And so Paul comes trembling to them, and he makes this statement. He said, I have come to con a conclusion. I don't know nothing. And I got degrees, I got diplomas, I've got people saying, Man, it, boy, this guy's up here. I don't know anything but Jesus Christ crucified. That's all I know. Matter of fact, he said in a different way in another letter, I count all things as dung. Whatever accomplishments that people say that I have, amen, I count that as dung that I might win Christ. Whew. And winning Christ is not working to get his attention. Winning Christ is simply saying, here I am, Lord. What do you want to do? <laughs> what he wants to do, number one, is he wants you to be with him. That's it. He just wants me to be with him. 
And when I'm with him, guess what? He's a creator. He's a miracle worker. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's everything. And, and me being with him, I get to see his glory. But not only that, I get to be in it. I don't know about y'all, but that's a good deal. That's, that's like, wow. You mean... You mean I didn't have to come to church today to, for Jesus? No, no, you just you get to be the church. You mean I don't have to jump up and down 150 times before I feel his presence? No. And you might jump up and down 150 times because you feel his presence. In his presence, you might run around this building. In his presence, you might become a holy roller. Because in his presence, it really don't matter what others think. What matters is what he thinks. And he wants us to come to him as children. Last time I checked, children have fun. Children, man, they just, man, they, have a, they don't have any cares. The Lord wants to take all your baggage, all your cares away from you today. And I've come to tell you that that trembling that got a hold of Paul, I know what it's like to tremble, amen, because of God's goodness and his presence. And I'm letting you know here today, I can't preach the kind of message that's going to make you move. But I can tell you about the love of God. I can be your brother. I can be, amen, a servant to you, and I can encourage you to know that God sees you. You are his favorite, and he wants to prove that today, and he can quickly prove it if you'll just host him. Just host him. And so you have to ask your question, yourself the question, why am I here? Why do I exist? What's the purpose because every day you look in the mirror, you're not getting younger. And I found out you're not getting skinnier. And my hair ain't growing anymore. So when I look at, at time and its effect on me, what is the reason, Lord? And God has a love story that he wants to speak out of every one of us. And the older I get, the more scars I get, and the more opportunity I have to be a blessing to someone, amen, that's younger and growing up, amen. I, if they will take the time to pay attention to what daddy's done in my life, oh, man, their hope grows. Amen. So I want to encourage you today, amen, there's something about Jesus Christ crucified. There's a message there that the Lord wants to give you the meat of it. And he wants you to carry the meat of the reason he died and be Jesus to others. Would that be true? And the only Jesus they may ever experience, ladies and gentlemen, is when God puts them in your path. Do you want to miss that? No, because God didn't miss me and he didn't miss you. He sees everything. We're serving a good God. I wonder if we read a few passages because... Amen. The message he's given me today has got my attention. In Ephesians 3 and 5, ask yourself the question today, what does the power of God look like? What does it look like, the power? People being healed? Mm. People being delivered? Yeah. The dead raising? The blind eyes opening? The power of God looks like the presence of God 
in one's life. Are you experiencing God's presence is the power of God. My spirit, he says, will not always strive with man. Well, that tells me something about man. Finite. And, and, and he chose humanity as the apple of his eye, right? And he's got a plan, but he's changing us, amen, from the fleshly image into his image. So God, who is spirit, came to this earth 2,000 years ago in flesh and dwelt among us and revealed his glory. Now you and, who, you and I who are flesh are experiencing the power of God because of his presence. Amen. And we're being changed into his image according to the scriptures, and I believe it because I'm experiencing it. We're being changed into his image by his spirit from one glory to the next glory. Every glory, amen, is the evidence of God's spirit at work in me, changing the way I think. Let me give you, let me just give you a little synopsis of that. The Lord spoke to me this morning, and some of you are really wanting to learn how to hear his voice, right? But can I encourage you? You do hear it, you just don't know it's him. Amen? And, and, but, but there's others, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of this static going on, these screaming voices. It's all remind, always reminding you how dumb and stupid and f- much of a failure and guilty and all, all that stuff. But them voices don't stop, do they? But if you if you'll pause for a moment and just feel after him, all of a sudden those voices like that, and then all of a sudden you get you, you get start getting this knowing you can't get no other way. How do I know that? <laughs> Boy, I must be smart. No, you get this knowing and you feel the evidence of something that you enjoy. It's like, man, I like that feeling. Oh, right in here. Oh. And that knowing and that it's kind of like together. Ah. Oh. Oh. That's your inner ear developing. He told me this morning, he said, as long as you try to change people, (laughs) you sabotage your miracles, son. Let me ask you a question. This is happening to you now. We're talking about being Jesus to others. Was everybody in trouble when Jesus showed up? Right? (laughs) Did he beat anybody up, y'all? Did he take a beating when he didn't deserve it? He didn't do anything wrong. He done everything right. He blessed people. He healed people. He fed people. I mean, he brought hope and life everywhere. People were blessed when when he showed up. And yet they beat him up and killed him. Is that true? Isn't that interesting? So everybody needed to be changed when he showed up, but he didn't come trying trying to... change people he came to love them and the lord let me know son when you attempt to change someone you sabotage your miracle anybody need miracles did you know hosting god's presence and enjoying the 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 spirit of god on a level that he's able to work from you to others is a miracle 
what I'm actually sabotaging is my true identity. The moment I see the need to correct you so that you'll change, so I'll have a better day, I just sabotage the identity of Christ because he don't do that. And yet in his presence, we change. In his presence, fullness of joy, life forevermore comes. So without raising your hand, nobody raise your hand. Do you see the need for people to change? <laughs> you, you see what I'm talking about? And, and, and I'm, I, look, don't even talk politics. Don't talk culture. Don't talk, mm. There's all kind of emotions that go with that. I'm really going to try to finish this message today. I really am. But, man, in the presence of God, just got a whole worry that got me. Our world is full of emotional stress right now. Our culture is, is emotionally stressed out. Everybody feels like you need to pet me, you need to burp me, you need to change my diapers. And we've got a garbage can for all the messed up depends that are here today. Marcia says she would help me gather them up. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And heartburn is real when it comes to our people that's in our path at where we work, in Walmart, H-E-B, wherever you shop at, you just see the need for change. And we had an election just recently, and everybody's wanting change. Every election, everybody's wanting change. What's the, what's the problem here? We need Jesus. And within every living being, the kingdom of God is there waiting for him to come and be king of it. Within you is the kingdom. Within you is the kingdom. No, that, this is not me talking. Jesus came saying, in you is the kingdom and its righteousness, peace, and joy in his spirit, in his presence, in everybody. Yet the enemy is very good at his, doing what he does. And he don't sleep neither. And he will come to you while you're sleeping, have you tossing and turning, wonder why you can't sleep at night because things just aren't right emotionally. Things aren't right physically. Things aren't right financially. Things, and the list goes on. It's just that it's, everything's wrong. There is one thing that is right, and that's the presence of God that he affords us. In his presence is full. Y'all going to catch this in a minute. Jesus came so that we could let his presence come in and take over his house. Oh. Now, your God DNA knows that's the truth. You can't explain it, but you know that's the truth. And he's given us the ability, amen, to ask, seek, and knock. What am I going to ask for? What am I going to seek for? What am I going to? Every one of us got an idea what that is. And if we're not careful, we'll ask the wrong things. But in us is an unction to ask the right things. 
The temptation, though, is because I see that everybody needs to change. You need to change John Doe, Lord, because John Doe's giving me some trouble, and I want to knock him out. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it, but I'll, 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 I'll toss and turn all night, though, and I'll get loud in the closet talking about the soap opera going on, and, and, and you'll chew God out. Lord, if you love me, you would take care of John Doe. Anybody ever been there before? And we're asking the wrong things because we think, because the enemy's so manipulative and he likes controlling us because we have a power that he don't have. And the only way he can get it is by our permission. How does he get permission from us? And most of them don't realize we give the devil permission all the time. Because we agree with the cat all the time. He's very convincing. And here you are thinking, man, I can't hear God talk because you listen to the devil all the time. Think about this. The enemy knows that if he can manipulate the temple of the Holy Spirit, which belongs to God, did Jesus purchase us? Now, if you're a visitor here in the Christianity, you've never, you, and you, I know you're enjoying the presence in the room. That's the good thing. So I'm okay with the fact that you may not understand a word I'm saying. But you know something here is I, I need whatever this is. I need it. The Lord meeting you. But then there's some that's been going to church for 50 years. And I, I'm, I'm telling you this, and you've gotten hard. You've been a part of the Christian movement for years. And you've got calloused. And you think you've got the kingdom figured out, but there's no evidence that you do because when's the last time you baptized and made any disciples? When's the last time these signs follow them that believe? There's a whole kind of, there's, there's evidences that the kingdom's there. And number one is not the signs and wonders. It's the love of God. Amen? Have you ever said something negative about someone before and felt, mm, after you said it, but it was true though? And all that does is make you harder and harder and harder. And he'll convince, the enemy's good. He'll convince you, yeah, you, you know the truth. You got them nailed to right. You need to go sit in the judgment seat and take them out right now. Right? And so anybody ever had a negative emotion before? I can raise my hand on that one. kind of like spiritual heartburn <laughs> emotions that are not producing the idea of innocence which is righteousness you've been set free peace and joy anything any emotion outside of that dimension is evidence that you're entertaining a lie just pause for effect here and if I'm potentially entertaining a lie, where did that lie come from? So, boy, you're going to go ahead and say it right out loud. It's demon activity. And in our culture, because we got so many colleges and professors and everything, and I love them, God bless them, God loves them. He's after them. Amen. This idea that demon activity exists has been put off all that was way back then. Well, you can just go to a third world country and it'll manifest right before your eyes. 
Here we, we, we sedate it with medical drugs and prescriptions and put a name on it and then put them in an insane asylum and domesticated demons. Yeah. Lord, you really, yep, okay. We're talking about being Jesus to others, ladies and gentlemen. People are hurting. And if I'm still hurting, how am I going to help someone that's hurting? The Lord don't want you to leave here today hurting. He wants to heal you. He don't want you to leave today in bondage because of offenses that you have with others that he's in love with. How is it that I can be offended with someone he's in love with? If you answer that question, you can be set free today. If you can answer that question. The reason I can be offended with someone that God's in love with is because I'm not hosting him. I'm hosting another spirit. And it, look, the enemy goes to church. He comes with an angel of light, and he has apostles that are deceitful workers. Do y'all catch that? And, and Paul went on ahead and named it, you serve another Jesus. He called it another Jesus. And he's writing this 2,000 years ago, and the church just begun. If the church just begun 2,000 years ago, and the name of Jesus, which is above every name, was revealed to humanity 2,000 years ago. And the enemy is really good at what he does then. He came in to the church and presented himself as Jesus too. And so Christians are turning and tossing at night wondering what's wrong. Living a life, amen, in financial depression sickness, anxiety, and the list goes on, not realizing that they too need to be delivered. Amen? And so Paul comes trembling to the Corinthians. I don't know nothing but Jesus crucified. And so I've come to tell you that he does not want your faith established in wisdom of men, but rather in the power of his presence. He wants you to know him at the power of his resurrection. Jesus came out of the grave when he came out of the grave so that you would have life and life more abundantly. This is not a futuristic eternal experience. This is an experience that began 2,000 years ago when Jesus came out of the grave. Amen. He went and glory, was glorified, and he left in the clouds saying, I want you to hang out for a little time here, which was about seven days they did. He didn't tell them how many days. Just stay here. You tarry. I believe if <laughs> I believe there would have been a few of them that, that hung out if, if they could live long enough to this day wait. Okay, he said, tarry. I'm here. What are we willing to do on behalf of hosting him? Because they were convinced that, that hung out at the upper room. They were all convinced. No, we're ready to go tell everybody about you right now, Jesus. He said, no, you're not. No, you're not. Well, 
Yeah, we are. We know you come out of grave. We saw you hanging. Boy, I won't tell everybody about you. No, you can't because you can't be my witness yet until you be endowed with power. And the same one they saw leave in a body in the clouds. The angels are sitting there. Come on, anybody realize you've got ministering spirits that are called angels that the Lord has given assignments to on your behalf? That's how precious you are to him. Angels. And God sends out with assignments every day, and we never, most of us never let them do their assignments because we won't host the presence of God. But we'll host this idea that we got God figured out and give everybody we can a Bible study. Pastor Lowe, you being brassy today. No, I'm <laughs> no, I'm talking, I'm talking at lion spirits that come to you in sheep's clothing. They're spirits. And they talk to you, and, and let me they talk through offense and unforgiveness. They speak through these things that we hold in our heart about the next person that needs to straighten up and, 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 or ship out. And the moment I'm offended with you, tell me how that I can be Jesus to you at that point. But I got, I got you dead to rights. You are guilty. You did. Mm, I want to take you out. And, I'm, and we, 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 we murder people with our tongue. Did y'all know that's, one, that's the number one way that murder happens from kingdom lens, from God's lens? Is we, we say things that we shouldn't say about people God's in love with. But, but, but they're goofy. They mess up. They drop the ball. They, 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 don't, they don't do what I do. Is that helping somebody? I, I can't get away from Paul's embrace to Corinth. I come to you trembling. I come to you trembling. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, the enemy is looking for every open door he can get through. And the moment I look down on anyone in any form or fashion, the door opens. He has access. And I've given him permission because of my offense. There's some of you being set free right now. Some of you making decisions right now in the spirit that hell is it, like, my goodness, man, I'm going to lose some, some territory. You got that right, devil. I know, I, know he's, I know he's already leaving some of you right now. I know that. But if we're going to impact our community, which includes our world, we're going to impact it. We've got to get set free ourselves. Spiritual influence that's not from the kingdom of God has got to be put on the run so that the king of the kingdom of God can come to his house and take his rightful place as the king of his house. And we can let him in by just hosting his presence. And, and look, some of you just need to realize you have been given by God the right to vocalize it. I've had enough. Enough's enough. The enemy can stay as long as you let him stay. But when you say enough's enough, I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm going to sleep tonight. 
I'm, I'm not going to turn and toss tonight. You, you, you make a decision. But the way you do that is you feel after him. Hmm. And you confess the unforgiveness. You confess the offense so that the presence of the one who is our Father, the Creator, the source of all hope and life, amen, and I'm talking about eternal life, more life, abundant life, the river of life. He is life. He never gave the enemy permission to come in his house. But he did not take our right to choose from us. He did not. It's my choice whether or not I think you need to change or not. Or it's my choice to say, Lord, I need you today. And then after hosting the one who loved me, out of love for me, I can hear him on a different level now. I never thought that about you before. You mean she's that special to you, Daddy? You mean she's that valid to you, Daddy? And he's saying that, by the way, right now. And because he loved me the way he loved me, I get to agree with what he sees in her. And all of a sudden, everything that I saw that was wrong is good it's not valid no more it don't mean anything anymore somebody's picking this up and all by way of giving him permission back into his house some of you are hurting right now i'm telling you you can be set free right where you're sitting right where you're sitting all you have to do is confess it lord I'm offended with her or him. And I, I, can't, I can't handle it no more. And I'm not going to give this spirit that's in my life, this lie, the thing that you keep entertaining here, any more access. You don't have permission to stay. You have that power with God. You have that kind of influence with God right now. Anybody want to exercise it? Amen. You, you can give us some uh, encouraging background music right now because I just feel good about where we are. We, we can't finish this message today because we got we to stop and pause for station identification and make sure we, we are on the right frequency to move forward because God's got plans for you. God has plans for you, and the enemy's trying to, to abort them, to sabotage them. And it's with offense and unforgiveness that he's doing it. Today, we're shutting the doors today. We're going to be Jesus. We're going to be Jesus to everyone God puts in our path. Amen. Jesus came to this earth at the worst time, the most unhealthy culture, the most unhealthy politics, the most unhealthy, it was the darkest time. Jesus 
shows up. And we think our world's messed up right now. No, it was messed up when he came. <laughs> He's been out of the grave for 2,000 years. He's got Jesus's all over the place. He came at the darkest time. And as much as you're worried about our world right now, the Lord's telling me, get over it. I am in charge, and I will finish what I started. I got it. The question is, are you going to let me get you? Because if he can get me, anything can happen. Has offense got you? Has unforgiveness got you? Or does the cross have you? Which one? You, you have been given the power of choice. You can choose the tree of life or you can choose the tree of good and evil. Which one? If you eat from it, you're going to judge everybody in your path. And the tree of good and evil has got all the scriptures on it. And you can create all kind of Bible studies to support your offense. But you can get in the presence of God and all those scriptures that's on the tree of knowledge you need, you'll hear him talk about them in the tree of life. Because <sighs> the spirit gives life, but the letter gives death. So how do you go to church? With knowledge of good and evil? Or with life? Which one? It's a two-edged sword. You decide. Oh, the devil's all, he's running seven different ways now. We're talking about being Jesus to others. And in that is the evidence that you're hosting his presence. Do I deserve to be up here today preaching to you? No, I don't. I don't deserve to be here. But because he died for me, he wants me here. <laughs> Did you know that? I, I'm making a choice. Okay, Daddy, let's just do what you want to do today. Do I deserve to lay hands on you and you recover? Be set free? No, I don't. But because he died for me, he wants me here. Because he's going to use an old country boy. If you give me permission to lay hands on you, you will recover. Because I deserve you to? No. Because he died for me. And he died for you. And he wants it. He wants to more than we want him to because we've been hosting lying spirits too long. And we felt like we didn't deserve when all the while he wants us to have the best that he can offer. You won't see me lay hands on people suddenly. The reason I don't is because permission's important. 
Amen. Permission is important. The choice is in your power. Everybody in this room, what Daddy says to me about you, whew, your hands are powerful. Your existence is eternal from his lens. And he trusted you through all you've been through. And a lot of it hadn't been fair. But he knew that on the other side, if you're going through whatever you've been going through that's painful, you would know him better. And you would understand why he came and died the death he died. Lord, if you love me, you wouldn't let me go through this. He loves you more than you can imagine. He didn't put anything on us that's painful. We had the power of choice. And the moment I gave a lie permission to come in, that wasn't God. And that liar can convince me God don't care because of the pain that I'm dealing with. He can convince me that it's God's the one that's the problem. And God will let me go through that so that I understand his heart. And I make a decision. I'm going to sleep good tonight. I'm over this offense, Lord. Huh. I need you. So I'm commanding this spirit that has charge of me right now to leave. This lie has no right in my life any longer. Come on, self-deliverance is a real kind of deliverance. It's you have the power of choice. If you come around and hang out with me, the Holy Spirit that I entertain, he's going he's gonna to get you to realize you need to let go of that lie. If you hang out long enough, and then, or either you're not going to hang out long. You're going to be leaving with that spirit because I, I, I'm not going to cater to it. Look, ladies and gentlemen, every one of you are this powerful. I can spend five minutes, not because I'm smart, but because of his presence. I can spend five minutes with you, and I know what spirit you're tormented with because of his presence. God ain't showing me that because you're evil. <laughs> he's showing me that because he's in love with you. And he'll give me wisdom to ask the right questions that will stir you up to realize, oh, my goodness. <laughs> There's a devil inside of me. And that's a good thing because God comes in grace and compassion and love, not to beat anybody up, but just let you know your best days before you, starting right now in his presence. Why? Why does God want to set me and you free? He's in love with us. He died for us. And there's a world out there that he's putting in your path. And the only way they're ever going to know his love is you step into your identity as Christ. Whew. Amen. Well, the kingdom of God, that's why you don't need to worry about this world, the politics, the culture. You don't need to worry about it. Don't, wor don't quit worrying about stuff. Worry is like the sin of witchcraft. Quit worrying. Step up to the plate and say, here I am, Lord. <sighs> Get me over the offense with the government. Get me over the offense with culture. Get me over the offense with my spouse. Get me over the offense with, and the list goes on. 
set me free from every lie that causes my emotions to be unhealthy. Get that out of me, Lord, until you and your presence brings me to health. (sighs) And you can work from your house now. I'm just going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing like hearing how God loves you versus hearing the devil talk bad about you with the Scriptures. It's a lot more fun to talk about how valid you are. Whew. It's like you don't even get tired talking about what God sees. And you may be going through all kind of stuff, but all he sees is treasure, treasure, treasure. But listening to that liar talk about what's wrong with you and got a Bible study on why they need to change and straighten up, that'll wear you out. Let's stand. Does anybody want to be delivered of lying spirits? Anybody got some emotional issues today that you don't want to have to deal with anymore? Come up to the front. You want to put the devil, Pastor, they're going to know the devil's, no, no, no. uh -uh. You already know it. Forget it. Don't worry about what, come on. Let's give the devil notice right now. His time in God's house is over. His time in God's house. I'm not talking about this building. I'm talking about you. You're God's house. His day is done. And you have the power of choice right now to put him on the run. Ah, Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the miracle, amen, that's already working. And those that are still in their seats, the miracle's happening. Amen. The joy of the Lord is coming right now in waves to every life to let them know. Amen. Come on, he's trying to let you know right now. He's got this. The enemy was defeated. You don't have to put up with it any longer. He was, he was designed to be up under your feet, not in your heart. Be set free right now in Jesus' name. Be set free right now. Come on, receive it in Jesus' name. He's as real as you'll let him be. Come on, guests, thank you for being here today. If you need to leave, you're welcome to. But if you want to hang out with us, God bless you and hang out with us and get more of God. Thank you for being here today. Come on. Do what the Lord's prompting you right now. Altar team elders, come help me. Let the Lord use you right now. Deliverances are taking place today. We're not going to be bound by it no more. In Jesus' name. That's it. Freedom. Freedom.